those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use that's used to provide this. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. My deceased son, Bo, he was the attorney general of the state of Delaware. And what he used to do is go down to the east side, the what called the bucket, highest crime rate in the country. There's a place where I used to I was the only white guy that worked as a lifeguard down in that area, in the east side. And you know where the, you can always tell where the best basketball in the state is, or the best basketball in the city is. It's where everybody shows up. Oh man, welcome back. It's Thursday. My God, have you ever heard such a, an amazing speech in all your life? That was Sleepy Creepy, as if you couldn't tell. The uniter, the only one that can get the job done on the campaign trail. He told you he was the guy that would unite the entire country. It's kind of hard to unite the entire country when you're threatening to take away people's guns. And then you turn around and you poke fun at them and tell them that you're going to need something a whole lot bigger than some guns. You're going to need some F-15s. Really, really, you know, you feel how he's uniting people there. Uh, I also like how he had that bullcrap story about his son that he always brings up and uh, said how he's the only white guy that was a lifeguard in the ghetto. Doesn't Joe Biden strike you as the kind of guy that would walk into a ghetto? I don't know. Joe Biden seems like, to me, like most Democrats are. You know, they, they want to appease the black people. They want to do things for the black people. But they don't actually want to be part of their community. They would be scared to be down in that community. They would make sure that they have all kinds of personnel around them that are armed so that they're protected if they go into that community. So I don't believe Joe Biden's story that he used to be the only white lifeguard at a black uh, pool down there. I just, I don't believe it. I think Joe Biden's full of crap and he's so stupid that he thinks that's the best way to appeal to black people is by telling some made-up story about him being a lifeguard in the ghetto, and then he thinks that uh, it would be a plus to say that the best basketball players, you knew where all the good ball players were when you're down there with the brothers. Oh, yeah, because well, they're all black. It's the best ball player because they're all in the ghetto, right? They're all black. It's all they, got. It's all they do all day long. I, I, this guy looks at life a whole lot different than I do. One thing he did that I don't have an audio clip for is when he went out of his way and there was a little girl there and he goes, hey, baby, how old are you? And I'm going, you know what? You truly do earn the name Pedo Peter because you don't talk to little girls like that. Little girls, you, hey, sweetie, honey, how are you, dear? Uh, you, Hey, baby. No. <laughs> there are grown women that would give you a shot right in the kisser for saying that to them. You're going to talk to a little girl like that, you disgusting, old, creepy fart. Ugh. Well, I mean, I guess the only good thing that came out of that speech, because anything that the guy said there is just nonsense. So the only really positive thing that came out of the speech was that we got some good clips to make fun of him. Because that's about it. That's about 
that is what Joe Biden is good at. He's definitely not good at running the country. He's not good at his job. He never was good at his job. Apparently, he wasn't good at being a father because his kids are all a train wreck. He's not very good as a husband because if he was, his wife wouldn't be letting people parade him around in his condition. So I guess the one thing he is good at is making a jackass out of himself so we can get some entertainment value out of it because that seems to be all uh, the extent of his usefulness. All right. Uh, you know, Farmer Drew, he always keeps in touch with me. Uh, that's my uh, my brother up there. He must have got all the looks because, you know, Farmer Drew's pretty sharp looking, whereas uh, this ugly mug, it's scary. My, my time is soon approaching. The time where I can walk around freely and feel comfortable, where everybody finally smiles at me, generally is Halloween. Most everybody thinks I'm wearing a mask anyways, so when they see me on Halloween, everybody's pretty pleased. They're like, oh, look at that ugly thing. Ah, oh, man, it's a great mask. So finally, I have a day where everybody's at least smiling at me, and it's a nice day. Most every other day of the year, I just get those looks like, oh my God, move your kids to the other side, get them away. What the hell is that? that that's normally, but <laughs> Brother Drew's much more sharp looking than I am. Uh, Brother Drew did let me know that uh, beef, they were selling the cattle for about 25 cent more a pound when it went to the auction this, this round. Um, I mean, anything in the right direction is good if it holds, if it continues to rise. 25 cent more a pound for the ranchers. It's not like, uh, it's positive in one sense because it's moving in the right direction, but it's nowhere near what it needs to be. If you think what they're paying these guys per pound versus what you're paying per pound at the store, these guys should be making at least half per pound. If you're paying six bucks or seven bucks a pound, you would think, that they would at least be getting two fifty, you know, tipping on three dollars a pound would make sense. Then it's got to go through the processing fee, and everybody makes a little bit on the whole way, that, you know, on the way there. But uh, at least it's moving somewhat in the right direction. Hopefully, it goes a lot faster because the farmers need it. You know, farmers are the backbone of this country. Without the farmers, without the ranchers, you do not have a United States. So that definitely uh, needs to get fixed, and it needs to get fixed quick and in a hurry. Um. Well, I talked to you yesterday about the EU's problems, and I warned everybody that, you know, this is a preview of what is to come. And it's always nice when I start browsing through and I see other people say more or less what I said and justify what I'm saying. So at least it helps me realize from time to time, because when you read as much as I do and you, you're looking at all these news articles and whatnot, I'm, I would... You know, you start feeling a little crazy because you have limited control and then you start wondering if you're worrying about something that's not really there. It's, it's a lot to take in. But former deputy of national, or former deputy national security advisor, Victoria Coates, told Just the News, uh, not Noise, in an exclusive that the United States may be on the verge of an energy crisis if the Biden administration does not step up efforts to become energy independent. She said, right now, we have an energy crisis in Europe. We are not far behind here in the United States, and the administration has no interest in fostering our own fossil fuel production to make up the potential lag. So it's always nice to see when somebody who is, uh, you know, a specialist in their area and is obviously smarter than I uh, sees things the same way that I see things because I'm reading everything and I'm watching 
and I'm seeing the crisis has happened everywhere around the world because everybody that's trying to make this transition is getting hammered. And I'm like, we are going to follow very soon. And, it, you know, they're looking at 10 years of bad winters. I didn't say it was going to take 10 years for it to get to us. Um, with all these new ideas that they're tossing around and the potential for shutting down our fossil fuel power plants, rolling blackouts are a real thing that is really coming to America. It's already happening in some states right now because the grids are, uh, can't handle the load that is on them, and it's only going to get worse from here. Uh, she also said, Coates, uh, she was asked about a recent report in which the Prime Minister, uh, Yari Lapid, said that he couldn't get a hold of Biden on the phone to discuss the ramifications of the Iran nuclear deal. And she said that this seems to be a reoccurring theme with Biden, that either he's not available or foreign leaders aren't, talk, uh, aren't taking his calls. She said he seems awfully isolated in the international stage, and that's really scary, particularly if the administration is pushing to get unilaterally back into some version of the Iran nuclear deal. Coates went on to explain that foreign leaders and foreign relations with Trump, Trump was always available. She said there would not be a circumstance, particularly during the time of international crisis, when the, when the then Prime Minister Netanyahu could not get a hold of President Trump on the phone, and vice versa. Uh, President Trump was always available to our partners and our allies and willing to take phone calls at the worst of times, not just the best. He would take them whenever. And that, I 100% believe that because if you... Follow President Trump, especially if you followed him on Twitter, because he was on Twitter at the time. This guy would tweet things out at all hours of the day. I, I mean, it didn't matter. It got to it got so much attention that even the media would say, "Does this guy ever sleep?" You know, because you would see, I would see tweets come in following him where I'd wake up at four or five in the morning, and he already had three or four out, and I'm going, "Jesus!" Uh, I mean. For me, 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm kind of sleeping in because I missed the gym that day. I'm like, this guy's already getting rolling. So I believe that if, a, if somebody called from anywhere around the world, he was ready to take that phone call. Or if he needed to make a phone call, he did because that's how he was. He worked day and night, night and day. He certainly didn't do like Joe Biden does where he doesn't take phone calls or people are not taking his phone calls where he calls caps at 12 or 1 or 2 or 3 in the afternoon and you can't get a hold of him and you're not going to see him after that point. Is he ever there with his press secretary? No, President Trump would show up from time to time with the press sec. President Trump was always available during the whole COVID sham. I mean, he's a working machine. Biden, on the other hand, looks like every morning they go in there and hit him with the paddles and resurrect him because it looks like he dies every day. And some days it looks like he doesn't have it together. Maybe they didn't zap him hard enough in the morning and he's a little more sluggish in other days because it looks like they got to bring him back to life every single day. He just doesn't have the energy. He's just not there. He's not a Trump. Well, going back to the article, it was nice, like I said, to be justified in the way that I think and see things that other people that are more experts in their field see and think the same way that I'm, that I'm thinking. I read an article in Red State, because uh, we're moving on here. CNN reported Tuesday that Melania Trump is mum on the Mar-a-Lago uh, search while they published quotes from anonymous sources uh, perpetuating that Melania Trump had her own personal effects being rummaged through and caused some level of annoyance. I mean... 
wouldn't you be annoyed if people came into your house like that and went through all your stuff? I don't think, I think you're not human if you're not annoyed. And it looks like Melania Trump can't win for the love of money. You know, I mean, Melania Trump, when she was in the White House, probably one of the best, well-dressed, classiest first ladies, if not the, that we've ever had in the United States. And I don't want to hear about Jackie O. I don't care about her. Okay, I, I thought her eyes were spaced apart. and it, Melania Trump's much nicer on the eyes. Uh, and on top of that, very intelligent, hardworking, family-oriented, always very concerned for her son and her family. Even with all that being said, like I said, she can't win. They just attack her consistently. She says something, she gets attacked. She does something, she gets attacked. In this instance, with the whole Marlago raid, she says nothing and keeps her life private, doesn't really want to say anything about it, and she gets attacked. I mean, they just cannot stop. They, you know, you want to attack Trump. Trump is more out in the open. Yeah, uh, he says a lot. Go after him if you want to, which I still think is ridiculous how much they go after this man. But you want to go after him, fine. To go after his wife, who says nothing, who doesn't do anything on social media, hardly at all, who's, like I said, very family-oriented, doesn't get involved. She's very reserved. She's a very private person, obviously. Why are you going after her? Leave her alone. Go after her husband if you want to, because that's that's the big fish anyways. That's the one you guys want anyways. Go after him. Leave her alone. I think that they just hate her so much because of what she was. Here's the first first lady. She's foreign. Okay, I don't know if she's the only one that's foreign, but in recent memory, she's the only foreigner that was the first first lady of the United States. Didn't get any props for that. Did she get any photo shoots or get featured or anything like Jill Biden does wearing her uh, justice-looking style clothes for girls, fishnet stockings and boots at her age instead of dressing age-appropriate nicely? No, they give her props, but Melania Trump coming in there looking fierce. I mean, style is on point. Nothing. No photo shoots. Nothing. Dead silent. The fact that she could speak so many different languages and she's well-educated, nothing. Her Be Best campaign that she worked so hard on because she was, honestly, it re- I feel anyways, it looked like she really was invested in that and she believed in it. And it did a lot of good for the kids in this country. It did a lot of good bringing attention to things that need to be paid attention to. She gets no credit for that. They, You remember they even mocked her for the way she um, decorated the White House at Christmas time. God forbid she changed the garden. I mean, everything this lady did, just like they attack her husband, they attack her. And it is so petty and childish that they're going after her right now because she hasn't said anything about Marlago. Why does she need to? Does she need to come out and go, I hate the FBI, they went through my clothes? No, she doesn't need to say anything. And I would assume they have plenty of people around them that will give them legal advice. And I'm sure they told her and everything, just don't say anything, don't respond to anything. We don't want anything to damage what we're doing here. So just, we understand you're upset, leave it as is, go about your life as, as you normally would do every single day. That would be my guess. I don't obviously know that for a fact, but I would assume everything they do is under uh, legal advice. So 
The left is so damn petty. And you can see how one-sided it is. Again, you compare her to Jill Biden. All Everybody's fawning over Jill Biden. Oh, my God. Nothing from Melania Trump in four years with all her accomplishments. Nothing. But yet we could still attack her for what? For not saying anything. <laughs> it just, you can't make this stuff up. It's just so dumb. It's, it's amazing. Speaking of dumb things. California Assembly passes a bill to become a refuge state for trans kids and their parents. This one is just just like sanctuary cities. They're trying to make sanctuary states now because just like abortion, just like immigration, now if your kid at three years old decides they want to be the opposite gender and these crazy-ass parents decide, oh, well, we're going to do it and go start taking them. A lot of states are outlawing it. You can't do that to these kids. They're not mentally developed. They are not of the age to make that decision for themselves. They will get over it. That gender dysphoria, as kids continue to age, it might be a little phase and it passes and it's over. And a lot of times when kids say they want to be one or the other, look around. Read the room. What's involved? Are all the little girls over there playing with a, with a house or dolls or something and they just want to get in on the fun so they're like, ah, I like dolls. Yeah, I'm going to play with the kids. It doesn't mean that they think they're the wrong gender. They don't think that deeply. You know, I'd hate to point that out to people. But kids of, let's be honest, five and under for sure, they don't think that deeply. So if you're telling me that your two or three year old comes out and they're saying that they are the wrong gender, that's because you have put that in their mind because you are telling them that because believe me, they're not thinking that deeply. I got four kids. I've watched them all. I know how deep thought processes go at certain age. And believe me, they're not nowhere near that level. They are so uninterested in anything to do with that. Yeah. They're not even, it's not even a thought in their mind. Okay. And They don't have the capacity to think deeply enough about that, not only about that, but the long-term effects if they decide to go that route. So there is no critical thinking involved there. And and you're a liar if you say that they are. But they're going, California says that they must stand with the LGBTQ kids and their families, especially when they come under attack across the country, which is nonsense. Parents should never be separated from their kids or criminalized for simply allowing them to be who they are. Listen, your child can be whoever they want to be. At 18 years old, if that's the path they want to go down, then so be it. They're an adult. They can make that choice. But it is our jobs as adults to protect children. Children cannot make these decisions. They just can't. Like I just said, they don't have the capacity to. So if that's the way they feel as they age and become an adult then that can, they can go whatever route they feel that they need to go in their life. But prior to that, prior to that legal age of being an adult, just like smoking cigarettes and vapes, just like alcohol, just like anything else, the parents need to make the decision. The problem is, is you have parents right now that are addicted to the limelight and they're in it for themselves, and they are willing to even do something that damaging to their child to gain some uh, publicity and get out in the public eye so that they could feel special. These kids need to be protected. 
They should not be allowed to do these things. It should be taken care of. It is our responsibility as adults to make sure people are not intentionally harming children. And by allowing these kids at these ages, when they are not developed, to go have major surgeries or get on chemical, uh, uh, puberty-blocking chemicals that can do all kinds of damage to them in their development, no. No, it's our job as uh, uh, responsible adults to step in and put together some common sense laws that you are not allowed to experiment on these young kids and that they have to wait just like you got to wait to 16 to drive and like I said 18 to smoke and 21 to drink you got to wait and when you get 18 if you still feel that way you've gone your whole life feeling that way go ahead and do what you think you need to do in your life but before that the answer is a definite no but Radical states, and it's not surprising that California is taking the lead on this. Uh, you know, I just said the other day, California, I don't think there's any change in it. I think California is a lost cause. But California is going to become a sanctuary or refuge state for trans kids and their parents. The law goes as far, which I think is a reach. I think this could be challenged personally. But it goes as far as saying that The bill would prohibit compliance with out-of-state subpoenas related to someone who travels to California for gender-affirming care and prevents a state agency from removing a child from their parent or guardian for violating the laws of another state related to this type of health care. And I don't know (laughs) that I'm not a lawyer. I would like to, if you're a lawyer or you know a lawyer, it would be interesting to hear their take on that that each state has their own rules. So if they go and have a procedure or whatnot done over there and then you're back in your home state where the laws are now different, um, how would that be able to prevent them if, like, let's say the kid's got puberty blockers and now they're aware the child has puberty blockers and in that state they're not allowed to be given to that kid, how could one state stop another from going after the parents when that is the law of that state? I don't know. This is going to get confusing. I'd like to see where this ends up because I believe that there's going to be some problems when you are trying to overtake other state laws. You're taking the law into your own hand and saying, now nah, you don't have to pay attention to their laws here. You come here and do it. When you go back home, you, you know, they're not going to be allowed to do anything to you. I don't, I don't see how that stands. But, you know, hey, weirder things have happened, have they not? All right, the IRS. We already know the IRS is set to have 87,000 new employees. They even have some employees that are going to be enforcers. We saw some uh, videos. I hope you saw the videos because it was so foolish of them training with firearms. And uh, that pretty much should say it all to you there. The Biden administration continues its attempt to consolidate its power. The, The federal government wants as much power as it can get. Biden is looking to have Lewis Lerner, she is a uh, former Obamaite, and she was also in an IRS scandal. She's going to head up the uh, IRS's, uh, the expansion and the IRS's state goal of hiring 87,000 new agents. Lewis was involved in the IRS scandal when she worked under the Obama era, uh, saying that she targeted conservatives and Tea Party affiliated groups. Uh, as being used as a political arm for Obama. Somebody else that they're planning on putting in there is Nicole Flax, who most recently served as the deputy commissioner in charge of the IRS's large business and international division. She 
Again, she's been with the IRS since 08, but she's another one that was caught in an IRS scandal where uh, she was engaging uh, in the international slow walking of tax, regist- tax registrations and conservative uh, for conservative groups. Excuse me, even denying some explicit uh, explicitly because they have to have undertaken activities hostile to the goals of the Obama administration. When she was caught doing this. You know, ironically, just like Clinton, uh, when they went to get her emails and they needed her emails, they conveniently got lost. <laughs> it's amazing, right? So Biden is putting more people in place that are loyal to the regime. They're loyal to the uh, new liberal world order, as you've heard me play before, that they are looking to get to. And these people are known for attacking conservatives, conservative groups, even Tea Party uh, members. So when they tell you that, no, no worries, we're not coming after the lower class or we're not coming after anybody under X amount of dollars, we're not going to target people, rest assured you have two people there who will openly target conservatives. They're happy to do so. So you will be targeted during this process. Just know that. I'll be targeted. You'll be targeted. If you're a conservative, they find out if there's any way for them to find out you're going to get harassed by these new 87,000 employees. You know, would it be a conspiracy theory to say that potentially an agent, an armed agent, not saying that the guns are going to be drawn, shows up at your door, knocking on the door. Hey, uh, you know, we're here for an audit. You haven't responded. And they're there, you know, standing like a police officer in your front door. I don't know. Uh, You wonder where this is going. But I can tell you it's not going anywhere that's a good direction. You know, after hearing that and reading that article, and if you'd like to read it yourself, that one's in the town hall. Uh, You know, before I knew they were coming after us, you have to fool yourself to honestly believe they're hiring. They're literally more than doubling their work, their workforce, that they're not coming to look at everybody's stuff. Uh, you, you would really got to be living under a rock or just in complete denial of what is happening. They're absolutely going to look at people's stuff. When you read this, you can start to understand who is going to be most targeted. And it's going to be all of us conservatives. We will be the most targeted group, I'm sure. Conservative businesses, conservative personalities. If they know you're conservative, if they're going on to your social media accounts and finding out who you are and what your political opinions are, political beliefs are, chances are you'll get singled out. Uh, just like the rest of us will. So Joe Biden lied to everybody, you know, for the millionth time. And what's about to happen has never happened before. And I think it's going to be a very ugly situation that we're all facing. So be aware. I'm only letting you know this in case you missed it and didn't see it. There's so much going on. The Mar-a-Lago thing's huge. Everybody's still talking about it. I honestly think it's a distraction. I think everybody's trying to get everybody to focus on there. I think they want all your attention on there because the more information that comes out about that, the more it looks like nonsense. It just, it does. The more the DOJ is trying to walk things back, and I just, I know in the end of this, it's just going to end up being just a bunch of crap. Nothing's going to happen. It's it's a mess. Uh, and I, But I think they want your attention focused on that because of everything else that's going on right now. They want you to worry about Trump, worry less about midterms. They want you to worry about Trump. Don't pay attention to what they're doing in the White House. So, you 
people need to know these things. Look these up for yourself. You know, knowledge is power. Don't just take my word for it. All right. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me on Apple. It uh, supposedly is a help. <laughs> That's as much as I can say. Because, again, uh, some of the reviews that I'm seeing coming on one uh, app, uh, it, which says that they did it from their Apple account. So by all accounts, it should be on Apple. Is not showing up on Apple. So I don't really know what the deal is there. But eh, if, you, if you'd like to try to help me out, eh, feel free to. Five star and a little note would be awesome. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com, go to the contact section. If you'd like to check out any videos I do, everything, podcasts, everything is on the website. But if you just want to go to a single source, so you're browsing through anyways, YouTube, Little Joe CC is the channel. Uh, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner is the channel. You get a better chance of finding my channel on Rumble than you do at YouTube, that's for sure. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Thursday. Please do not miss tomorrow's episode with Connor Boyack. I think you will really like it. Tuttle Twins author. We will do it again tomorrow.